Welcome to Unity of Tucson. What a magnificent song. Don't miss, don't miss your miracle. Don't miss your miracle. What a great message. Oh, I love that message too because it, it, as I sat and listened and, and absorbed the, the song, it really made me think of this idea. Let us not miss our miracle and understanding too that we are, each and every one of us, miracles. And when we come to understand this more, uh, more deeply, it really opens up all of life. We are, each and every one of us, miracles unto this thing called life. And the expression of life, what a miracle that is. What a magnificent miracle that is. So don't miss your miracle because you are the miracle. In fact, I'm going to encourage each and every one of you to go look in the mirror and recognize the mirror. Not right now. Keep watching. (laughs) But do take time to look in the mirror and remind yourself of the miracle that you are. Do that this week. This month, as I mentioned earlier, the theme of the month is multiplicity from unity. And, you know, it's a mouthful, multiplicity from unity. What it means is that, is this, that all that exists, all, everything that exists, everything that is, is the multiplicity. And all of it is blossomed from one source, from one unified wholeness, from one unity, from one conscious first cause. And we've been talking all around that today, that conscious first cause. I believe, this is at least what I have come to understand in my life, I believe that that conscious first cause is love. And that's actually what the traditions of the world teach, that at the core of everything that exists is one thing and one thing only, and that is love. That's why I do the Flames of Faith ceremony, honoring that truth that everything is born from love and everything that exists is love. And everything is expressing in their own unique identified way as love. And we are many facets of one jewel. But that core, the source of all of it is love. It's a fundamental premise It is fundamental to our understanding, but it can be challenging for some as well. And the challenge is in this. The the challenge can be that we can be going through our lives and having the experiences of life, and we can intellectually know that we are love, and we can see all of the things in the world of form that are happening all around us, We can perceive that things are happening to us that don't feel so good. And so the challenge is to keep ourselves in the place of remembering who we are at all times. The challenge is rooted in an unwillingness to review the beliefs that keep those things in place. I love this, you know, I mean, we've all heard it. What you resist persists, right? We've all heard Many spiritual teachers say that what you resist persists. And so it is up to each and every one of us to look at the beliefs that we are holding in place and making a determination if those beliefs are keeping us, keeping us in a place of resistance to the notion of knowing who we are, which is love, or if they are feeding that deepest understanding, 
Because if we are resistant to understanding that we are love, we are going to keep that resistance in place. It will persist in our experience and we will keep forgetting who we are. So the question becomes, are our beliefs serving us? Are our beliefs serving us? Can we look at our belief system which I, well, which I often refer to as our BS because it can be. Can we look at our belief system and find beliefs that may serve us better? That's the whole point and purpose of this spiritual practice is to really look at what are the things that are, that, that we've taken on as core beliefs in our mind and in our heart that keep showing up as our experience and are those things serving us? I had a real resistance for a long time to, to, to looking towards scripture as part of my spiritual practice. I had a resistance to it, not because I thought there was anything wrong with it. It's just that it was not part of my paradigm. And it was something that I had seen used against me in my life. And so I did not understand that there might be value in it. So what I resisted persisted. I kept being fed with these messages from scripture that were seemingly to press me down. But boy, what a magnificent journey I have been on to open myself up to the metaphysical Bible, to really open up to the understanding that the Bible is metaphysical. It's not history. And it goes beyond metaphor. The Bible is metaphysical. It is beyond the physical. The stories in the Bible, each and every one of them are our stories. Every character in the Bible represents an aspect of us. We are Adam. We are Eve. We are Moses. We are Abraham. We are Jesus. We are all of it and so much more. This is true of any sacred writing. This is true of any sacred scripture. They are metaphysical in their understanding. And, and you know, the, the challenge is that trying to express the metaphysics in language itself limits the experience and expression of it. And so part of our work is to look at those sacred scriptures, to take them on, to look at them and say, ultimately, how does this make me feel? What is it that I feel? How do I react and reflect upon the truths in my own life in relationship to what has been presented before me? Because we are all facets of the one. And so every single person we encounter is a reflection of some truth at the core of our heart, at the core of our being. All inspired wisdom, all of it does the same thing. It is all reflective of and expressing as love. It reflects the aspects of our own multiplicity, our own uniqueness, our own infinite identity. And so let us begin today, let us choose today to step away, to step away from any place where we may have judged prior these things in our life. Because somewhere rooted in that judgment is a you know what? You ever experienced like a button that people can push? Have you ever experienced that? One thing I like to remember is that I'm the one who installed those buttons within myself on some level. I may have done it below the level of awareness or at the level of awareness, but the fact that I get pushed is a reminder to me that there's something at work in my mind and in my heart 
that is resistant. So let us step away today from a fear of judgment. Let us step away from letting those things trigger us. Let us step away. Because when we step away from the judgment, when we step away from those triggers, when we step away from the fear of something outside the self having any dominion or effect over us, we actually open ourselves up to fullness. We open ourselves up to fullness. How can we accept this fullness at the core? It's in today's talk title. The message today is get it together. When I sent the talk title to Freddie uh, in the middle of the week, I wrote it out, sent him an email from my, uh, from my little vacation that I was taking uh, in, in uh, the Verde Valley. And I wrote, the message this week is get it together. Capital I, capital T. Do note that the I and the T are capitalized and that is on purpose. Because the I-T for me means infinite truth. We can individually get infinite truth together in our lives. We can experience and express infinite truth as ourselves. So it works individually. It also works collectively. We can get infinite truth together. Together we can get infinite truth. Isn't that why we come together to join in spiritual community, to understand something is at work that is greater than we are, and yet we are that which is, and there is no separation, and we have dominion over everything that expresses and experiences in our lives. So to get it together, our work is to embody the infinite truth. And that's what I want to express today. I have four steps. There are, today I have four steps to embody infinite truth. There are actually many, many ways to do it. There are many practices, but today I'm going to focus on four ideas. Number one, recognize simplicity. Recognize simplicity. There is absolutely nothing complicated about God. There is nothing complicated about God. There is nothing complicated about source. There is nothing complicated about the infinite. What makes it complicated is the way in which we overthink it, overthink our relationship to and as it, and create ways in which it feels overwhelming and unattainable. And so the first step towards this infinite truth is to recognize ultimately that it is simple. At the beginning of the uh, celebration each week, I say the tenets of, this, of my vision and ministry are simple and they are as easy as you decide for them to be. That's what this is talking about. If we can simplify our lives to an understanding, and I've simplified it through the work that I've done with my mentor and, and the many people in my lives that have been spiritual leaders for me, to love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. If we are engaged in those three things simply, without overcomplicating them, then we actually begin to step forward and attain that spiritual evolution that I keep talking about. Keeping our minds rooted in the premise of simplicity, let us move through life easefully, 
and experiment with our experience. If we stepped forward with this notion in mind in every activity and truly made this a practice and did not allow ourselves to fall off the practice of it, because we do that sometimes, Stepping forth, keeping clear that God is all there is in every activity, in everything we do, that will help us simplify our lives. Remembering that God is all there is is the third part of that tenet of ministry that I carry with me. Remember who you are. You are the miracle. Keep pouring the good. Keep pouring the God into mind and let us clear out everything that is seemingly unlike it. You know, I, I think about last December, December 29th, um, we, did, we didn't do a burning bowl celebration. We did the dissolving bowl. We had this special paper that dissolves in water because we felt in the space that I was, uh, that I was serving in for Tucson, you thought it was too compact to safely have any kind of open flame. I, I won't make the joke this time. Okay, I will make the joke this time. Open flame. Um, <clears throat> but we had this bowl of water. And as people put in whatever they wrote on their special piece of paper, and they dissolved it, right? What I talked about is that if we kept pouring water into that bowl and let it overflow, eventually all of that muck, all of that stuff would clear itself out of the bowl. Out of the bowl. And that is pouring the good, pouring the God into that bowl and letting it overtake and let go of everything that is not necessary in that bowl. So our work is to pour the good, pour the God, pour the love into our mind, our use of this infinite consciousness, keep pouring it in as a practice at all times, reminding ourselves who we are, that we are the expression of love only. And when we understand that, we can forgive everything. I was a student who loved to make all of this stuff very complicated. I was so good at over-intellectualizing God, over-intellectualizing the good. And as I continue to distill the premise, what I find is this. God is, I am. That's what it keeps coming back to. God is... I am. God is. I am. So that's number one. Recognize simplicity. Number two, appreciate clarity. I talked about clearing, right? Letting it clear out. Appreciate the clarity that comes from that simplicity. If you let your mind do its perfect work and step out of the way, because boy, can we get in our own way. If you step out of the way, the mind will do its perfect work because there is that intuitive knower in each and every one of us. One of the ways that we can appreciate clarity is to recognize and know that clarity is always at play in our heart, in our mind. And as we experience life, if we have the willingness to truly listen, we will hear a clear response in everything. What is that response? Um, I would say that response is both a voice and a feeling. If I am stating something in my life, 
Let's say I experiment with affirmations this week. And I, let's start with the affirmation, I am love in all I think, say, and do. That's a great affirmation. I am love in all I think, say, and do. As we state that affirmation out loud, and this is going to be part of your, I'm going to just say, write affirmations this week. This is homework. Write affirmations this week. What is an affirmation? Well, let me tell you. An affirmation is a positive present tense statement, usually beginning with I am. I am love. I'm going to simplify it to there. I am love. As we state the affirmation out loud, what is that voice at the back saying? Can you hear that voice? What does it feel like to state that affirmation out loud? Does it feel good? Does it feel not quite right? Check in. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in the listening to and as your voice. Let yourself have the opportunity to clarify. Live in the appreciation of clarity. Pay attention. Is there a physical response? What is that physical response telling you? Because all of it, everything flows forth as the expression of infinite divine power. And so if we are saying something out loud, if we speak an affirmation out loud that is resistant to some belief that we have impressed upon our mind, the body, we will know. We will feel it. There will most likely be that voice in the back of our head that says, "Mm -mm, I don't think so. So work this week to appreciate clarity. Number three, redefine your desires. Redefine your desires. Look at your life. Look at the desires you have stated in your life. What is working? What doesn't work? Are you willing to be completely honest with yourself about those things? Whether you desire it or require it. And there is a difference. Do you desire things in your life or do you require things in your life? It's entirely up to you to make those determinations. You can want what you want. That's fine. You need what you need. That is natural. But the thing to start to look at are, are these things in conflict? Only you can determine that and make appropriate change. So redefine your desires and determine if they're actually requirements or not. Let's face it, I require food, I require oxygen, I require light, I require love. What I choose to do with the life I am living, that is rooted in desire. So what do I choose to be in any moment? Ask yourself that question. What am I choosing to be in any and every moment? And this right here, right now, this is it. This is the only moment to be fully present in the here and now. Ask yourself, what do I choose to be right in this moment? Am I choosing to be a human being or am I choosing to be a human doing? What are my requirements? What are my desires? And another fourth way to deeply engage the infinite truth is to reduce your possessions. And it's not 
maybe what you think. Yet the outcome of what I'm about to talk about will be reflected in the world because that is the nature of mind. It is always reflected in the world all around us. What do you want your world to look like? What look like? What do you think it looks like? What are you possessing in mind? Because that's the possession I'm talking about letting go of. Reduce your possessions in mind that are not in service to your most magnificent life. What it is you hold on to in mind, what you hold on to in mind becomes the expression of your life. What do you continue to possess mentally that does not serve you? It can be anything, and there's no way for me to know. Only you can make that determination. Only you can understand what that is. If you're not sure, if you are not sure what it is in your life that you don't want, take the time this week to get clear. Take time this week to get clear. I have a relationship to a thing that happened in my past when I was in, uh, an, uh, I was in an abusive relationship. And I knew, I knew at the core that this was something I did not want. And yet there was so much that I felt I benefited from that relationship that was all stuff. It was all possessions. It was all stuff in the world of form that I would surround myself with and because it made me feel better because I had a misunderstanding of what it was to feel good in my life. And so I surrounded my stuff. I valued form over my mental construct. And so I kept collecting things. As soon as I was willing to let go of the possession of that relationship in my life, what happened, interestingly enough, is all of that stuff that was in my life disappeared. All that stuff that I thought I valued, it all went away. When I ended that relationship, I went away for a week. And when I came back, I literally came back to a completely empty apartment. And it was one of the first spiritual lessons I ever had was to deepen into my understanding that it was my mind that kept those things in place. And so when I let go of my possessing of that relationship, all of that stuff had to go. It had no way to maintain itself in my experience. I also learned from that that there are no victims. There are only volunteers. So release those possessions. Release those things that don't work. What is your choice? What is your choice? The choice today is to let yourself get infinite truth together. Get infinite truth together in your own life. You are unique. You are magnificent. You are a miracle. You are individualized God, and you have dominion over all things in your life. You must make the decision. Those decisions become expressed as your life, and I think it is time for us all to get it together. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. 
Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.